Welcome to this week's episode of the Crypto Catch-Up. I'm Pat. I'm Tommy. Here to talk all things crypto. How are you doing? I'm good. Wet, wet day here today. It is a wet day. Absolutely slammed down with rain all night here in Brizzy. It's windy too. It's quite scary. It was. Also known as a normal day in Melbourne. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 30, 30 degrees. 30 degrees. No, I don't. Don't miss the Melbourne days. Have been doing ice baths recently, which is fun. Oh, no. Yeah. In the morning? After like training sessions, which is... So hang on, talk, talk me through it. You get the bath ready before you start training? No, so I'm do, going to like a facility. Wow. You're training and you go into the facility and you kind of do ice baths. and then so Like an ice cream shop and they have to tell you to get out of the ice cream container? No, it's not. Listen, it's supposed to be good for the body. I'm trying to know for a while. Let's see how we no, getting old. Still trying to play footy. When you're getting old, you have to do these kind of wow. stream measures just to try and keep yourself unchecked. Well, I hurt myself getting out of bed. So. Yeah. yeah, I have done that in the past. Yeah, don't get old. Clint, what's going on? What are you? Uh, what are we looking at? We're just joking about uh, trying to pull and start the market, like that. Uh, start a lawnmower on the on the intro here. That's how it works, right? Himself laughing again, but but it does work like that sometimes. Yeah. Like, the reason we were doing that is the market literally just started to pull back as we pressed the record button. Yeah. Podcast being uh, Tuesday morning here on the sixteenth. By the time this is released, we'll have a fair idea of how it played out, I guess. Mm. But yeah, what are you seeing in the markets? It's interesting. Uh, we've seen a fair bit of shorts getting wrecked. If you like looking at liquidation data, a lot of short squeezing. So earlier this week, Monday, we saw even like since Saturday, we've had three consecutive green days on Bitcoin alone. So that's great to see. Very good spot too that we are saving. So, you know, for the TA nuts out there, it was a kilo from back in March. Price expanded quite quickly as well before that March level. So there was a bit of a gap there. We've come down fixed up that little bit of price inefficiency, about 25700 So we've had a nice little bounce since then. So for me, from here, it's all about can we hold and defend this level? Will the bulls jump in? Will they defend? Uh, and the way that I'm looking to see that their strength is if we put in a new local higher high. So gobbledygook for I want to see something over 28k from here and not go lower. And that's what I want to see. Yeah, uh, And yeah, it's a big week in terms of news as well. We've got Mr. Jay Powell speaking on Saturday for us, Friday for the US. Some big chats there around the US debt ceiling, which I'll talk about a bit later. I know everyone will be licking their lips to hear about the macro. Yeah. But uh, mate, what about you? What are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess just we kind of pre-warmed it, but I think that that pullback we've seen from last week or over the last couple of weeks, Bitcoin kind of pulled back to the 26K level. Seen it recover again back over 27 and just at the time of recording right now, it's looking like it's on shaky ground as well. Mm. So I guess we have been waiting for it to make a decision. A couple of things I guess I was looking at, trading volumes across globe are all pretty low. Yeah, okay. So a little bit of interest, probably not in the market like we've seen earlier on this year. And Bitcoin held on exchange is close to all-time low as well, which, you know, Taking the message out of that is could potentially lead to short-term volatility when you don't have as much biddies, you know, running around on the exchanges for people to trade. So yeah. maybe it's in a good, I guess the good side of it, mm. positive side is, are people just, you know, taking custody of their own crypto or just aren't to hold it offline? Like are people finally getting the message that you do need to, you know, yep. hold, your own, hold your own crypto or have a process of holding your own crypto, which is pleasing, I guess, to hear yep. on Ethereum. Yeah, I just feel like ETH is a stable coin around eighteen hundred US. Like you know, we did see it break up to, I think just around two thousand. Are, are you calling the, the ETH holders a new Cardano holders, mate? Oh, no, let's. You gonna, gonna start that? I'm not gonna start on. Probably has got beef. I don't. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Terrified. No. Um, 
But yeah, it's pretty much been a stable kind of around 1800. I mean, it's not a bad thing. No. For feet, but uh, you know, post the Chappelle upgrade. Yep. There's a lot of, I guess, question marks. And I'll talk about liquid staking in a few minutes. Yep. Some of the numbers there. Yep. Yeah, essentially a stable kind that, that isn't Terra Luna or isn't USC, <laughs> which is where A has pretty much been normal service resumed. Yep. Sent for Ethereum. So yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a lot happening outside of that. I think people are quite scared at mm-hmm. the moment in the market. It, there's a lot of the YouTubers and, and influencers are back saying that we're going to pull back to under 20k on Bitcoin. And, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them are, are talking about, because they love to make these kind of outlandish but that's changes on the flip of a coin. Because a lot of them I remember hearing those videos were like back in December, January, when everyone was saying Bitcoin back to 10k. Yeah. And we didn't go there. Yeah, no, listen, they're not talking about 10k levels yet. Yeah. They're definitely saying that we're going to go back and retest Damn. 20, 20k, but like... We know how these things usually play out. Yep. The, the sentiment or the market sentiment overall, and I ha- actually didn't look at <laughs> what our indicators is saying, our fear and greed. In 50. It's at 50, so I'll bang in the middle, right? So, yeah, it's interesting. Couldn't be more on the fence. Couldn't, could not be more on the fence, which is, you know, it's obviously, that is not a, traders want some certainty. Mm-hmm. They want, like, decisions to be made to, you know, to trade, whether they're going long and short or yep. just expanding on positions. So uh big one we're going to touch on a bit later as well, a bit more deeply is, you know, the Litecoin halving. I think we started talking about it back in yeah. January, February. Yeah, it would have been January. Yeah. yeah. So it's taken up until now for the, I guess, the masses to start to talk about Litecoin halving. I think we're 70 days out or yep. something like that. And Litecoin has kind of been an outperformer in the market up 12% over the last week. Yeah, so that's right. That's a, I think that's a key story for people to watch. And uh, yeah, we will dig into that a, a little bit later as well, a bit more on the story. Right, that's good. Top movers, well, there's a couple that have been moving in the last seven days, namely Carver. So Carver, its own blockchain mainnet, uh, very well known for its lending and borrowing mechanisms, I guess. Not that well known, to be honest, but one that you can stake. I know that's quite quite a favoured one uh, for the yeah, APYs. Quite, quite high yields, staking yields already on. I mean, yep. 20% yep. of on-chain staking yields, non-custodial, which you know, a lot of people would enjoy. Uh, but yeah, essentially they've had a bit of a news catalyst there, which may be affecting price. The uh, Carver 13 upgrade, basically a step forward to enable interoperability between the ethereum and cosmos networks so that's a fancy way of saying anything that operates on that network will be able to move freely between ethereum and other cosmos networks so that's a polka dots word man you can't be stealing that one well i think they just did isn't that polka dots yeah what's his name gavin wood gavin wood yeah he'll come after you yeah he will he will if you start using that we'll see him probably haven't got a copyrighted this is the other here but <laughs> not it that that is interesting yep and i know leader is number two on the list up 24 percent. so i know you've been following leader quite a bit tommy yeah yeah i might dig into that story first yeah, let's do it as soon as it came up it's a duty uh, essentially lido dow is a liquid staking platform for people who don't know, it's essentially a way of you locking up your, your Ethereum. Or Sorry, they have a number of assets, but Ethereum's yeah. kind of the main one that they have. They've got 12 billion worth of Ethereum locked up in, in the liquid staking protocol. So as Ethereum got its upgrade probably about a month ago now, maybe a bit more than a month ago now, yep. Lido actually didn't have withdrawals enabled in line with you know the protocol itself. But they've just, I think today or yesterday, they've just kind of opened up withdrawals. So the story, I think, was probably not as big as some people thought, but it was only 500k worth of Ethereum redeemed, which is mm. absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. But I guess it's the fact is that there are some withdrawals getting queued up on the liquid staking protocol. True. Yeah, I'm just reading here. 13th of April was when Ethereum was the upgrade. So yep. essentially, I guess it's one to watch to see how it plays out. A lot of people 
had question marks about liquid staking in general. Like, would it you, work? Yeah, what, yeah, would it work? Are people still going to be interested in it after yeah. you know Ethereum becomes kind of in brackets liquid? If you yep. call it liquid, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I still think there's a lot of use cases for it. You know, you do have to still lock up your ETH to earn the rewards, and then you you can't do anything else. So mm. yeah, what liquid staking protocols offer you is you know another token, which is in Lido's case, it's called STETH or staked ETH. And then you can actually do things on DeFi and you can mm. lend it out and do different... Still use it as collateral. Yeah, exactly. So, and then that's the idea is it's redeemable for ETH at, at any time, pretty much. So, yeah, I thought that was an interesting one. And yeah, maybe that's got something to do with why it's in the, the top performers, as you mentioned as well, Pav. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Other things in the top movies that we're seeing... I mean, there's not really too much of a thread through them. We've got Comflux Network, which I know has been quite uh, popular as of late. CFX, that's up 50%. Joe, Trader Joe, good old-fashioned Trader Joe, up 18% in the last seven days. And Aragon ANT, up 20%. So, I mean, not too much that I can read into that. I mean, someone out there might know something about it they could probably tell us. So feel free to reach out to us. But, I mean, what's hallmark there for me is, like, you know, Bitcoin's moving, altcoins are rising up with it at a steady pace, not, you know, making exaggerated three-figure gains. So... That's hopefully a healthier sign than what we have been seeing in previous periods. Other than that, mate, did you see that news piece about Coinbase calling Pepe a hate symbol? Yeah, I did read something. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation early on. A couple of weeks ago, the Coinbase were about to list Pepe, and then they kind of came out with this story, right? Yep. Yeah. What's what's the deal with that? Well, I mean, they essentially got caught out by a whole bunch of alt-rights saying that it's ridiculous to call a meme coin a hate symbol, right? which is fair enough. But two hours after the email was sent out, uh, there was a hashtag circulating Twitter, hashtag delete Coinbase. So that kind of sums up the sentiment. But yeah, I mean, they came out, apologized. Literally, their chief legal officer came out and said, we screwed up and we are sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see now. Like, message. It is a clear message. It's a very clear message. It's messed up. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just interesting to see that even that sort of angle was taken. I mean, have you ever thought about a meme coin? No. Having negative connotations? Like, oh, I mean, there's so many assets that are spun up out of absolutely nothing mm. these days. Yeah. We've got way too many assets. It's hard to, yeah, I guess there could be an underlying meaning to some of these, yep. depending on who founds them and what the purpose is yep. for the assets. So, like, yeah, I mean, I can understand why Coinbase would call out an asset that is literally gone from zero to 1.5 billion in value and then having all these users i, I guess i'm thinking about mm. look at all the people you're pissing off yeah by making a statement like that like where are the benefits yep. for you to make that like you know true a lot of people are kind of hating on binance as well because when binance listed pepe it was like the the day that it day that it started to yeah. drop drop right which is yeah. you know, nothing to do with binance they're just they're working off user demand and value lock in the ecosystem so yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting with these things. I mean, you can't please everybody. No. It's always how it is. Some, you know, people have different opinions on what you should list and what you shouldn't list. And, you know, yeah, we get it as well. Yeah, right. Like it's, it's the exact same thing. But I mean, yeah, hard to get behind the story like that. Mm. I just can't understand why, why, why yeah. Coinbase would have thought that's a good idea. That's that's what my thing is to take away from it. Like, you know, sometimes you just don't need to say anything. Yeah. Don't um, go against the trend. Pretty much. The trend is there. Don't, you don't go go against the trend like it just doesn't make sense yeah so. especially when um there was a news article surfacing around an investor that bought pepe in the early inception period spent 263 us dollars and at its peak was worth 13 million uh us dollars oh, they shit. sold 56 of the holdings little clap 
for selling your bags. Stop tapping the table. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, that's that's exemplary. Uh, oh, did, one million profits. So he did. They did take profit on it. Yeah, and I don't know what else they probably done with it. Probably bought all the other meme coins that had popped up. Is that well. probably on their way to zero? Yeah. Oh yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You hear so many stories about people having all this value in certain assets. Like I'd probably say this when I'm blue in the face. People listen to the podcast probably like Tommy, shut up. Yeah. It was like using these assets as like trading tools to yep. not more of those assets. Yep. Is what you're talking about. Yep, but yep, I, yep. but in reality that's probably what happens a lot of the time, right? Oh yeah. People that's take good. the gamble, they win, and then they try and gamble again on the next one and then that ends up draining mm. essentially the winnings or the benefits or the you know, the capital gains that they've taken. So yeah, it's a vicious circle, uh, but you know, there's only one way to learn, and that it's is by doing. So, gotta do the dance. That's it. Matt, I was talking about Litecoin. Yeah, or this is absolutely something that yeah we were talking about it pretty early. Yep, we were, I was pretty happy that we got on this one. Yeah, me too. Like, start talking too. about it. Yeah, uh, seventy-seven days away from the Litecoin halving now. Prices up. We said 13 percent in the last seven days. One of the strongest movers in the top twenty. The narrative is starting to grow across socials and yeah there's some i guess very prominent people on twitter that are starting now to talk about litecoin and i guess the opportunity that exists for the having just very quickly digging into one of the old charts so we had having in 2016 mm-hmm. we've seen a post having pump essentially into 2017 i guess the market overall was We're moving that way so like let's yep. even to discount that one Yep. If you go back to the halving in uh, 2021, we again, we kind of saw a little bit of a run into the halving, a bit of a sell-off after. Like we always talk about, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news. Yep. Like, I guess we're potentially in that getting close to that sell the news piece, but we haven't seen a run yet yep. on, like not really anywhere, right? No. I mean, it's up from 40, 45 bucks or so to about 80 bucks. It's not the same as it has historically performed. No, yeah. no, not, not, it hasn't. But I mean, we, you know, people are still saying we're in a bear market, right? Yep. Yeah, it's a bear market. So it's like, but I think, um, I think, see. I think the, the thing that you've shown here, which obviously no one at home can see, but it's almost like that 30 days out of the halving yeah. seems to be like when that peak has been put in historically. So it'd be interesting to see like because July 20, July 31st currently pegged in. So a month yeah. before that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if... Pro- yeah, definitely. definitely. It's definitely one just, I guess, people to keep an eye on. Do you Litecoin. I guess, you know, overall, you think about Litecoin, are people long Litecoin? Like, is that mm. something they want to have in their portfolio long term? Mm. Like, it is... It's essentially... Litecoin was created on, on the kind of the Bitcoin standard. Yep. Like, essentially the Bitcoin standard. But just faster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, if there's any Bitcoin maxis listening to this, probably isn't. But yeah. <laughs> if there is, they'll probably be pissed off yeah. and it's like Bitcoin, but... Like essentially, it, it is a proof of work asset. It runs on similar yep. code than Bitcoin does. Fixed supply, all that yeah, jazz. Yeah, exactly right. So, so it is, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I think it is, you know, I know there will be a lot of people speculating, trading yep. on this in the early, and then yeah, hopefully watching some of those key levels to see what happens. Yep. Post having. So, yep. you know, I mean, it could be. You talk about catalysts for the next market, next bull market, like maybe Litecoin is one of these catalysts that people looked at to kind of, you know, for us to make a, another leg up in this recent run. So, And yeah. uh, could you explain to the, the listener that, I guess, is in a way of what does halving mean? Like, what are we halving? Are we halving a pair? Yeah, I'm not going to get into it too deeply, but essentially we're talking about block rewards yep. halving. So yep. the miners do all this computation. They get reward in blocks, essentially, on the Litecoin network. And then that basically gives them Litecoin. So they're getting, every time there's a halving, they're getting, getting less for the work they do. Yep. So it's about reduction in supply, making it harder over time and slowing. A bit more down. scarcity. 
essentially, if you want to in brackets, printing of new Litecoin. So yeah, it's definitely one to watch. Definitely one that we've, you know, we, we have been harping on about a little bit, Pav, but I think it's definitely one we want people to keep a, keep a strong eye on. Keep an eye on it. What else you got? Mate, for me, the other big news piece for this week, I've been touched on at the very start, US ceiling, debt ceiling. So I don't know if anyone remembers uh, 2013. Oh, what a year. But there was a period of time where a lot of federal employees weren't getting paid. It's about two to three weeks, I believe, where they just their pays got frozen. And it was simply just because the US federal government couldn't come to a consensus uh, with the president if they were going to raise the debt ceiling. And so the debt ceiling is significant in a sense that if they don't do something, so either generate more revenue, consolidate assets, you know, call on, I guess, certain derivatives for payment, uh, they have to generate money somehow. So the way they do that is just print more money. So we're all, uh, I guess, sort of familiar in recent times on what that looks like usually for the markets. But the big thing to call out here is, you know, it's never happened in the past, but if they don't uh, essentially take the measures needed, it will result in a lot of pain being inflicted on the markets to the point where it will carry on and affect potentially traditional markets and cryptocurrency markets as well. But, you know, historically, 2013, the debt ceiling was raised to $16 trillion. You know, right now, the current debt ceiling that's been hit is $31.4 trillion. So, I literally just went onto the US debt clock website. It's huge. Just about to take over $31.8 trillion. Right, so we're, debt. we're getting there. So it's up. Yeah, it's it's getting there. It's just, it's actually an interesting website to just jump onto. You just see. Oh, yeah? Like, I'm glad that's not one of my trades. <laughs> As you can see, you can see the clock just bloody going up and up and up and getting more in debt. Yeah, it is a good website to jump on for anyone that's interested to check it out. So, yeah, it's phenomenal. But, I mean, yeah, again, can't understate the impacts. I mean, this will stop federal employees, veterans with their benefits, social security funding. From 66 million Americans, essentially, with any sort of hiatus or pause or indecision. I mean, we always bag on governments for being indecisive. I mean, this is one that's about to play out now. So, we'll see what sort of aftermath comes out of it. But, yeah, it'd be an interesting one to watch, essentially. So, we'll see what happens there. Yep. I got one more for us. Go on. Tether. Tether. USDT. So nice. Tether is the, you know, I actually mentioned on my Twitter the other day, we're due for some more Tether foot. It's a, um, because they, they, they had come out saying, they were talking about profits. They are making money. Yeah. That's it. That company is making money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they had posted first quarter profits of 1.48 billion. It's a lot of Tether. Just a lot of. Yeah, it's a lot of billions. Yeah, that's huge. Billions, but it's a lot. It's, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, but the, essentially, yeah, the net profit of 1.48 billion and the company saying they're very optimistic for the future. The reason I'm talking about this now is essentially there was a former SEC attorney that was kind of putting heat across Twitter as well on one of the founders mm. of Tether, basically saying that it was an massive house of cards and they had never properly proved reserves. So... Yeah, it was a bit of an over and back conversation. Mm. People can kind of check that out if they want. But it has always been a point of contention. And it is the lifeblood of the crypto market. So we do kind of need to keep it pretty close mm. just any kind of developing stories. Like Tether is uh, number three in my market cap. Yep. It's huge. It had a lapse mid-2020. What, what year? We know about 23. Mid-2022, end of 2022. It, it had, there was a lot of fun around Tether. Mm. Tether and actually sold off USDC was the next one that was picked yep. to Slack. Yeah. And now that USDC, since the kind of three progressed of it, yeah, the circles USDC, that's kind of cooled off now. And then we're seeing Tether back at all time highs. So, oh. all time highs with holdings 82.5 billion in market cap for Tether. So, yeah, I mean, for people that very, very quickly, for people who don't know what Tether is or why it's growing so big, it is a lifeblood of crypto. A lot of trading pairs like Bitcoin USDT, Ethereum USDT, for instance, 
trade against Tether. So people essentially trade into Bitcoin from Tether and then back out into Tether. So I was right. entering quick trades, exiting quick trades without kind of having to go into fiat currency. So without yeah. having to go into US dollars or Australian dollars, something like that. So people use it in kind of different ways. Some people use it as a store of value as well. Like yeah. Obviously, that narrative has been without having to go back to your banks and without having to go back to yeah exactly yeah. right. So you know, keep it, hold it in custody, own, you can self custody it. Yeah, keep it in your own private wallet or keep it. Yeah, so we keep it on exchange for kind of trading liquidity and stuff like that as well. Yep. Yeah, just going back to, you know, what's happened recently. We kind of seen we seen it back in October. There was a big drop in price and market cap for Tether. Mm. Pretty much since October November, we've seen like up and to the right. Tether has just been growing and growing and growing back up to, you know, billions. Bill. It went down as low as, I think, around 60 bill. So mm. that's a lot of billions to come back into the market. And, you know, it just, it, it'll change. Like, yeah. we could be talking next week about Tether FUD again, and people are talking about, yeah. oh, we don't trust it. Oh, it's it's, it's definitely going to come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the one thing I remember the last cycle you could rely on. It was always stablecoin FUD, and then yeah. either China or India banning crypto. That's but right. I feel like we've replaced that. I know we're joking about the SEC. SEC yeah. FUD, yeah. So it's SEC and Tether FUD, I guess, now. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Get, you know, yeah. You're, you're never too far away from a Tether FUD story where everyone's, you know, everyone's talking about the market's going to... But, mate, with earnings like that, I don't think there's a fine big enough to take that down. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they're like I said, they're making money. Yeah. There has always been, you know, it's been quite... That's a quarter's profit. That's a quarter. Yeah. One quarter. Yeah. Make a billion bucks. Yeah. Jeez. You'd probably take half of that, would you, Fev? I'd take... <laughs> I just want to look at it. I don't, know, I don't want to take it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's that's everyone for people to keep an eye on. And yeah, I think that's pretty much us, Fev. That's a wrap, dude. To chat. We'll come back and hopefully this little bleed out that we're seeing as a recording isn't isn't too hectic or people are taking advantage of it. Well, yeah. and it is. Hopefully, uh, people took some profits because there were some things running up the last couple of days. Yeah. But as always, we'll be back again next time to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys, for joining, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 